Hmm? Now it is. I was seeing if it kept the same settings for the microphone. Looks like it did. Did it? Yeah. No? 9.5. Or 0.95. Yeah. yeah. I see you were just quiet the last couple of things you said. So what's new with you, John? I see you're drinking out of the cup that you won. Protector of the realm. That's right. Where'd you get that? From you. <laughs> Why? Um, from the Gambo. Gambo? Gambo Thrones. <laughs> Gambo Thrones? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I believe... So Maddie used to have parties for the um, premiere of every new season of Gamba Thrones. Um, was it the last one that I wanted at? Yeah, the last one that happened, I think. You were dressed as um, Beric Dondarrion, for sure. So, but that wasn't the last season. Or was it? No, I didn't have a party for the last season. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> it did not deserve. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and I won a trivia contest. That sounds right. Or was it Cards Against the Realm? Mmm. I think it was that. Yeah. We also had a stealing game at that party. That was a good one. That and was we had archery. Fun. Yeah, we had archery. Christine won the stealing game, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. And she also, like, <laughs> I want to say she had, like, pasties on her tits that had, like, drawing of a tit on it also. And she, like, flashed everyone as a joke, which, like, pretty good prank. <laughs> And she, like, did that and then, like, stole someone's, like, purse nice. of all her shit. Yeah. You know? Like, distraction. <laughs> she came very prepared for that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm drinking my wine out of. It's literally, like, a kind of a goblet-shaped wine glass that I found at probably a value village. Um, and I drew on it with silver paint pen i wrote protector of the realm on it <laughs> which was the prize it's literally i just couldn't find the other tulip but hmm, it's a good cup good memories mm -hmm. we first met at the first one of those parties that i threw was it the first one you threw mm -hmm. there you go Cute. Yeah, I was dressed as Marjorie Tyrell, so my tits were literally out. Mm -hmm. Not as much as Christine in the story I just told, but pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? What did you think? So you got invited there by, like, 
a friend at the time. Mm-hmm. So you didn't know me, and you were like going to a party at someone's house who you don't know. Mm-hmm. And you showed up in your yellow shirt with a wolf on it. Did you bring anything? I can't remember. I feel like I just brought... Beer? I think you brought beer. Yeah. Yep. I don't think I brought food at all. No. There was... There was kind of a... I thought that there was plenty of food because I made a lot of food. That's the thing. I I think I was advised against bringing food. But there were so many people that we, like, ran out of food. Yeah. Not... It's not like some people didn't get any. Like, everyone got some, I think. But it was like... There was a lot of people there. So, (laughs) I think that's, like... That was second season, but it was the first party. Let me be clear. I didn't throw in for season one. I don't think... I don't quite know how to put this, but I I think, like... I mean, like, fuck the... (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I mean, like, COVID's still a thing. Yes. But I have no idea when we'll get back to the point where it's just like, yeah, this, you know, friend of a friend is having a party. You can come by. Right. Because I feel like everyone is so, like, just shell-shocked. Right. From socialization. And, um, and it, like, I think a lot of people, like, discovered that they don't want to be as social as they were. And some people, like... I don't know, like, because we've all been conditioned to be, like, afraid of that, it'll take a long time. Like, even, like, the... Because we went to a wedding pre-COVID, and the one that we went to more recently didn't have the same vibe at all and I it wasn't even that it was like less people it was that like everyone was like much more just kind of cloistered yeah I don't know is that what we're talking about no okay (laughs) no it's not (laughs) well cut all that no I won't (laughs) uh this is the Sister Luna podcast. I'm your host, Madeline, and this is my co-host, John. The one who was just talking about how everyone's still shell-shocked from COVID. That one's John. And this one who's talking right now is me. Yeah. I should be clear, I don't think anyone's wrong for doing that. Sure. I'm not arguing. Okay. I just, like, I don't want to, I don't want it to seem that I'm belittling, like, the fact that there is no fucking pandemic and we just pretend like it isn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was supposed to go to a housewarming party for someone that's a friend of a friend, like, a while ago, and I didn't go, and I don't know the reason. Um, I don't know if the, like, I can't remember if the party got canceled or if I just didn't go. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Um, but I literally like made a jade cutting and like a I had a rooted jade cutting and I like put it in a pot and I went and got like a nice pot for it from well not nice but like not plastic. Mm. Um, and I was like, this is gonna be my housewarming gift for him, and that's like pretty big now. <laughs> So if he ever gets it, it'll be like a full plant. It's yeah. not even like a little cutting. It's like, oh, here you oh, go. Yeah. James, <laughs> your jade lives in my living room. I, to be, I did know him. We're just not friends. Like, we all went to high school together. He's one of Jared's friends. Gotcha. He's in that metalhead, like, group. Hmm. Yeah. Have we had Jared on? Yeah. The trickster. Oh, yeah. Don't you remember? Fuck, what a nightmare. Didn't that get deleted? Yeah, most of it. So we haven't had it in a while. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, how do you not remember that? Because we were all here for it. It's not like the listener might not remember because it's a pretty short episode because we lost right. most of it to the cloud. But, like... To the tricksters, really. You should remember. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what how we ended up with the external hard drive. So it's like... It was really a tool that we needed, and the tricksters just like forced us to understand that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, so, what are we talking about this week? The Ella Melons. What? The Ella Melons? Well, so there's a watermelon. We all know the watermelon. Okay. But the existence of a watermelon implies the existence of the other elemental melons. Mm. Right? Um, yeah, if you've ever played Yoshi's Island on the Super Nintendo. Are there fire melons? There, yeah, literally <gasps> are. There's also an ice melon. Oh my god. Yeah. What about earth and air melons? No. Yeah. <laughs> Long ago, the four melons lived in peace. <laughs> and then the fire melons attacked. <laughs> oh, man. The fire melon. Is that like a grenade? It's literally you make Yoshi eat it and then he spits out fire on oh, people. Oh, yeah. I do remember that now that you describe it. I yeah. can picture it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a flower, though. That gave you the... Uh, no, that's Mario. Oh, okay. Like, Mario, he gets a fire flower that he can throw fireballs. Okay, yeah. But it's like, if you're riding Yoshi and he eats the flower, then he spits the fireballs. Um, well, hold on. You're thinking of... Like, no. Like, if you're... If in Super Mario World you get the fire flower, you can still ride Yoshi, but it's Mario throwing the fireballs over Yoshi's head. Oh. Um, although, actually, there's a a red Yoshi that you can get in that game, where if you eat any turtle, when you spit it out, it shoots fireballs. Okay, that might be... But I don't remember the Yoshi being red. I don't know. Um, it's also if you eat the red turtle. Okay, yeah, that might be what... Then, like, a green Yoshi will shoot out. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's that. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess the air Yoshi would be the blue one, which in Star Road, you, like, 
ironically get underwater, but you also need to start right away with that Yoshi, and so he like bulks up into <laughs> full Yoshi. He gets yoked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that one, like, he sprouts wings when he's a turtle. Okay, yeah, so that's definitely an air Yoshi. Yeah. yeah. Um, the ground Yoshi would be the yellow one. That's when he eats a turtle shell, like, he gets ground and then, like, makes, like, a little, like, dust cloud. Okay, yeah. Um, what, what are we missing? No, that's all of them. Water. Yeah, the OG Yoshi is the water one, though, right? The green one. What's he got to do with water? It's just the only element that's left. (laughs) I guess. And also watermelon is the original melon, so I feel like there's a correlation there. Fair, yeah. (laughs) But in that one, he just spits out seeds, but I guess seeds need water. I would say that a seed by itself is an earth thing, but yeah. They do need water, and that is a point I'm going to bring up. Uh, a seed by itself is just an earth thing. Don't you think? Um, it's so, a prerequisite to a plant. Yeah, but I feel like a plant is part of a water thing. Yes. Yeah. As I said, this is a point I'm going to make. Right. So uh, a seed is a water and an earth yes. hybrid. Sure. So it's not just water and earth hybrid, though. Because the seed... In total darkness, doesn't matter how much fucking water you give it, it's not going to grow. Well, that's not true. Darkness for seeds doesn't matter, but heat does. Hmm. You know? Okay. So it needs fire. Yes. Okay. Uh, We're talking about the elements today, folks. Um, This is the... You know what else that means? CO2. Just in the air. Yeah. You had to breathe on it a little. Mm. (laughs) Okay. Elemelons. Which elemelon do you want to begin with? Um, I mean, we just saw James Cameron's... Uh, Avatar the Way of Water, so... Yeah. We're well-versed in water right now. (laughs) Their tail's so small, how will they swim? Okay, yeah, sure, we can start with water. The the creators of Avatar The Last Airbender were like... Like, they wanted to put out this show, Avatar, and then they found out, like, oh, James Cameron has this... um, James Cameron, who's already like the biggest director in mm-hmm. the entire world, he's already got the copyright to Avatar. And then he puts out the second movie, and it's The Way of Water, and they're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so true. Man, Avatar is such a good show. And a movie. Yeah. I would choose the show over the movie, to be honest. Like, in a heartbeat. Uh, in an interview in like this past week, he said that there are going to be five movies and they don't really get good until the last two, which is the coolest fucking thing what to say. Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> to, to say that when you've already like made the like 
biggest movie, billion yeah. dollar fucking movie. The biggest movie in the entire world. And you're like, yeah, like, wait until you see my new shit. Oh my god. <sighs> the next one's literally about to, is uh, going to be about Fire Navi. Okay. Yeah. Great. Do they live in a volcano? Um, they're like ash. Navi. Okay. So, yes, I think. All right. Um, okay. So water was the element that you wanted to start with. It's also the element Aang started with. Well, no. He started with air. I mean, but in the show. The first one that he learns, you mean? The first book. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Season one, episode one. I guess he himself started with yeah. air, but... Yeah. Okay. Water. What are our associations with water? Flow. Well, you can... How about you start? What is <laughs> it? Because I have them written out, so... Um... Moon? Yes. Moose? <laughs> um... The moose being associated with water is a Cree thing. Yeah. I guess it, like, it is... You don't have to stress. <laughs> I have the answer here. I'm just giving you an opportunity. No, like, I think of all of the... Of all of the elements, it is the one that is the most, like universal to me and like it is it is a perpetual cycle it's every single like drop of water on earth will eventually become every other drop of water on earth Mm -hmm. um like everything we consume ultimately goes back into the system goes back into the ocean the ocean itself has its cycles, but then it like everything trend like gets sucked up into the clouds and moves again. Like it's, I mean, I, I guess all all elements have cycles. All elements do that, but it's the one that you can like most clearly track it. I think it's because we learn about that in, like, elementary school here. We learn about, like, the cycle of water. It rains, and then it becomes water, and then it evaporates, and it goes back into the clouds. Like, I can picture the picture, like, the image in the textbook where it's, like, showing you. Mm. (laughs) Um, Why do they call it elementary school? Element. Literally, yes. Because it's the foundational thing. Mm, right. Mm. That's why this is in the Foundations of Witchcraft season. Folks. Folks. Sean's doing the Home Alone phase. Okay. Yes. You're right. Water is associated with the moon. It is associated with cycles. Like a gentle variety of change. Let's say. Whereas fire is like a more intense transformative change. Mm-hmm. Water is like a more gradual change. Flow, hence 
hence flow. Okay, so yes, moon work, what? Go ahead. I guess like that that is it is that it's like it because it is changing form so often. Right. It's fire is like explosive change, earth is like so gradual change that you don't even notice it. Water is the one that is like perpetual. But air is the fastest change of any. How fast can the wind change direction? And that's it. Okay. I also associate water with depth. Hmm. And as the Celts did, I also do associate it to some extent with the underworld. Um, But in the sense that the lower world, like when I'm doing journeying, like the shamanic aspects of my practice often involve journeying to the lower world and that is where you encounter like you know your subconscious and that is where you do like really deep healing Mm. um so yeah i do associate water with that as well and i think because of its associations with like the lower world and with the moon and like night and like the feminine aspect and all of this brings it a greater mystery as well than some of the other elements right or Mm -hmm. i would even venture to say any of the other elements um even think of the ocean like we we know less about the ocean than we do about fucking space (laughs) so yeah mystery and someone if you know the answer to this tell me why i find watching documentaries about the deep ocean to be literally the most soothing thing on this planet (laughs) why do i love that so much it's completely dark everything is fucking terrifying looking like you would die if you were down there and you don't know what's around you at all and yet i'm like yes this is relaxing i will go to sleep now (laughs) why I think it's actually I just answered my own question the reason is that so much of my anxiety as the older sibling with like no parents basically is around like having to know what's going on and be like in control of that Mm. situation and be like predicting what's going to happen and like preparing for that and whatever like an extreme form of kin keeping what and so that is what like so that's why i find left the fact that the ocean is like we don't know what the fuck is going on actually so just don't even bother (laughs) does that make sense yeah so i find that relaxing i also find stuff about space relaxing for the same reason that it's Mm -hmm. like we don't fucking know yeah there's all kinds of weird shit out there like just don't worry about it (laughs) i don't know yeah one of the first episodes of Metalocalypse, mm-hmm. they um, travel in a submersible down to the Marianas <laughs> Trench to record a metal album because it's the most metal place on Earth. That's true, it is. Yeah, they are correct. No life can survive down here, and the pressures will destroy us. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
Okay. I think I need to get that song on my Spotify, to be mm. honest. <laughs> Maybe we can, I can dig it up and like put a snippet of it here. Try. I'm editing. Mm. Okay. Water is also used for scrying and it is therefore associated with divination. Mm. Um, fire is used for divination to some extent, even earth, kale pulling, but I would say that water has the biggest association because again like the intuition is kind of tied in with like that feminine energy and like the hidden things and the moon revealing what's in darkness and all of this Mm -hmm. so i do feel like the divination is like most strongly tied to the element of water but that doesn't mean you can't use other elements to divine things know what i'm saying yeah okay um also obviously magical water can be used in lots of different ways in spell work i'm out i mean i am a water sign triple water sign in my top three um so i may be a little biased but i do use a lot of water like different types of magical water in my spell work um for example any type of natural water is holds a type of magic Um, different varieties right like rain versus like ocean water it's Mm -hmm. two different like you would use those waters for different things does that make sense yeah um rain obviously you know cleansing washing away of things right so good for releasing etc um yeah and then obviously there's also charged water so water that you've collected from either a spring or rainwater or tap water if you don't have any other alternative are you laughing because i almost always use that tap water yeah no okay we have a lot of like melt around here and that's true other yeah snow water snow water is definitely a a really great version of that Hmm. In fact, I have a jar that's like one of the most precious ingredients that I have, which is water from a snowstorm that occurred on Yule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And snow, you'll notice if you ever decide to collect snow and like have it be water for your spells, it melts into like almost nothing. Yeah. It's a very small amount. <laughs> so if we're looking at it in the way that like capitalism, like, uh, determines the value of things it's like more valuable than the other ones that I have because I only have a tiny bit whereas uh, I have like I lots see. of the other ones um, no I was thinking more about like why they like advise you against eating snow ever yeah it's because it doesn't actually have that much liquid in it if it's not melted and if you eat snow as it's still like snow you'll drop your body temperature dramatically because there'll just be snow like sitting in your stomach. Totally, yeah. Yeah, don't eat You're snow. You're using up your energy. To At least like get melt nothing it first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, okay. So rain, ocean water, those are the two examples I gave, but they're not the only ones. Any type of natural water, snow, rivers, etc. Especially dew. Dew is like 
super special. Especially the dew on the morning of uh, Beltane is supposed to be super magical. And if you like wash your face and hair with it on the before the sun comes up on the morning of Beltane, then you will be extra beautiful throughout the year. I've eaten a lot of dew in my day. What? What? What did you say? I've eaten a lot of dew. Really? Yeah. What? Um, because <clears throat> if you walk along Seventeenth Avenue in the, um, and you're six five, then a lot of the <laughs> trees are at like face level, and so you can kind of just go along like a giraffe and. Eat the leaves and wait. Hold on. So does this mean that you're walking down Seventeenth Ave just like giraffe munching leaves as you walk by? Well, not recently, but yeah, (laughs) historically. What the fuck? Okay. First time I ever did mushrooms. Oh, okay. (laughs) Now I understand. Okay, yeah. Um, Spirits wasn't horrible after that, but that part was pretty cool. Spirits? What? Did you say? Oh, experience. Yeah. Okay, I said spirits, and I was like, what spirits? (laughs) No. It's a future episode. It is. One time I felt a panic attack coming on, and I literally came downstairs and I had a jar of like moon water and I just chugged the entire thing like a desperate person in the desert (laughs) yeah so don't be afraid to do that unless the water you charged under the moon is not potable well then don't drink it obviously fuck I can't remember his name um there was some like idiot like pro gamer someone from phase clan was like yeah like if you're ever if you ever feel an anxiety attack coming on have three sips of beer and then you're good um no he might be right though like because <laughs> why beer a, well it's a sensory experience yeah because it's got like there's a physical sensation to the like there's taste and like it's three sips, that's not that much alcohol. Don't they say so. to like eat ice? Yeah, or have three sips of beer. No, <laughs> I feel like eating ice is probably better. Probably. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I also wanted to point out because I was thinking about this earlier that in terms of like you're collecting these different waters. What do you use them for, etc. Mm-hmm. I like to, if I am around and like can do it, I like to collect the first rain. I like that for cleansing. Like not just rain water, but like specifically the first time it rains, like in the season. Mm. Um, but, and same with the first snow. Yeah. Um, but also if it rains or snows on like a Sabbath or on a full moon or a, a dark moon or whatever, like that's, it's like two for one. It's good rain. Yeah. No. Um, but a, like a thunderstorm, mm-hmm. 
think of how intense and like destructive a thunderstorm can potentially be or like a hurricane i guess but either one you know so i'm just saying if you needed if you needed that thunderstorm would be the choice right think of the energy of that just see me like trying to survive a tsunami and i've like got a jar (laughs) (laughs) like trying to collect the the water well you could be like that video i showed you the surfer yeah no no just riding with your cup no i was picturing myself like standing on the roof of a building and like leaning over with a jar Mm. you know (laughs) but or yeah John made me watch a very scary video earlier of a surfer surfing on a huge tsunami and I didn't like it and I screamed and then I demanded that he find out if he was dead. He was not. Yeah. He was German though, so. (laughs) What does that mean? Nothing. Why did you laugh at that? Because I said, you said he wasn't dead, but he was German. Yeah. <laughs> People can inter- interpret that however they want. Okay. I'm not saying anything else. All right. Okay. What element do you want next? Or do you have any further questions about water? Remember when Katara went to the Southern Water Tribe and then they were like, oh, women can't learn. Well, hold on. No. Katara was from the Southern Water Tribe. It was when she went Northern to the Northern Water, Water Tribe. Yes. And she was like... Hi, yeah. I'm here to train. And they're like, ah, oh, no, women are only healers up here. You have to be a healer. You're not allowed to fight. And she was like, mm, fight me. <laughs> and then she literally fought him. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my favorite episode. So fucking iconic. Chef's kiss. <laughs> well, and then... So that's kind of what I was getting at with the thunderstorm comment, I guess, is like water can fuck you up also. It's not oh, only like, soft and healing. It's within the confines of that show. It's the most broken element. That's true because blood bending is so op. Yeah. Well, so is the air bending though. That guy who like pulls the air out of you. No. Yes, they all are. If you, you're good enough. Yeah. Um. The Keanu Reeves Constantine movie. Okay. He says, like, I'm using water as a lubricant when he's trying to go to hell because he said water is the only, like, element that exists in every single universe. Okay. Is that true? Um... I don't know. I do find that when I go to the lower world, it is very wet. Yeah. Like it's quite damp as a as a location. So when you first said he was using water to go to hell, I was like, okay, yeah, I could buy that. Um, but in terms of it being the only element that's in all the worlds, I couldn't say. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to remember who wrote Constantine. I know Alan Moore did some 
like did some of it but i heard that the comic is actually really good and that the movie like really fucks up the story oh absolutely yeah okay. yeah no like constantine is like well well regarded as a comic yeah yeah like i said alan moore did some of it right his green lantern as well like fantastic um yeah let's do earth okay so what what do you think of when you think of earth dirt soil or what i think of earth patience oh that's interesting yeah absolutely if you want, if you're trying to use elements in a spell and you want the spell to be very um, long-lasting and you can wait for it to, like, start to happen, then you should certainly use the element of earth. Mm-hmm. Bury, bury your wish in the earth. Yeah. And you're right. It is, like, the element that's the least mutable. That mm-hmm. takes the longest to like change yep. in a dramatic way. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's planting things, right? Seeds, as we discussed earlier. <clears throat> and you plant them in the earth, right? Yeah. Even at like garden season, you'll see bags and bags of like dirt for sale everywhere. And the cheap ones literally say black earth on them darn the sure um yeah so it is around, around like growing things right nurturing them um like i said burying things in the ground and it can take time for those things to develop if you do it that way but it will be a very stable and like long-lasting working Mm -hmm. so for something like um a happy home um or family general like good fortune abundance or whatever um yeah but you need to be thinking of it in terms of like long term you can't expect it to come immediately if you're using the element of earth like you said patience Mm -hmm. Although, that being said, I do find that when you align the working with the element, then it can be, like, faster, I guess. Like, I, th- I do I have found, personally, that using Earth element for, like, manifesting money, for example, is pretty fast compared hmm. to other manifestations using Earth. Because I think that those are, like, related. You know? Because think yeah. of money as really just, like, a representation of, like, the things you need to keep you alive. Which is really yeah. Earth. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, it, I mean, it, it's so much lower. Like, vibrationally, you mean? Or what? What do you mean lower? It's under your feet? I mean, like... The things that you need to keep you alive are lower. Like, I don't want to go into, like, a fucking, like, a Maslow thing. Oh, I see. Right. Yes, 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 I get it. 
hierarchy of needs. That's what you're referencing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Survival is very tied to Earth. Yes. True. Um, Yeah. But so, for example, if you throw some coins in your jade plant uh, and you do like a fun money mantra, then, and you provide it, here's a quick tip on spell work. We'll get to this in more depth later, but provided you don't have any large like blocks where we're talking about shame, like shadow work needing to be done, shame blockages or like ancestral patterning or whatever preventing you from getting money. Like for example, if you deeply hold the belief that only bad people have money and you don't think that you're a bad person, Mm. then it will be hard for you to get money, yeah. for example. But if you don't have that, then, and you just, like, think it's fine for you to have money, you think it's, like... Also, like, I find it's really hard to do that when you really need the money, which is super annoying, but it's true. Because then you you have, like, all this fear surrounding it, mm. you know? But if you don't have that, and you're just like, it'd be nice, and you throw some coins in your jade plant... And then you like say, hi, I would like some money, please. And then you do your little chant. Plants love it when you sing to them. What if you're not a good singer? It doesn't matter. They're just happy to be there. Hmm. Not very judgmental. Yeah. Works pretty quick. Um, okay, but earth as an element, I mean, all the elements to some extent are associated with kitchen magic. Um, but I would say Earth is, like, the most, like, intensely connected to it. It's the one that's inextricable from it, I suppose we'll say, you know? Because where air might not really come into play in every recipe, if you're making, like, uh, a meringue, it is very important. Um, but you can't delete the Earth element from kitchen magic. Mm-hmm. It'll always be there. So that's a thing. Also herbalism and plant workings, like plant medicine, working with plants in any way. Not just making like a tea or tincture, but specifically like working with plant spirits, I would say falls into the earth um, element. Gardening, green witchcraft in general, right? And I think one of the biggest lessons that the earth element has to teach us is when you, like, this is why so many flowering trees were associated with, like, goddess and were considered to be sacred, like the elder tree, for example, or apples, another one, is that in spring, they flower, they bloom, and then in summer, they fruit or fall, right? And then, like, the fruit starts to rot and all the leaves fall off in fall and then in like winter they're completely barren and like not doing anything hibernating basically that teaches us as people that we also go through that exact thing Mm -hmm. right and that no one can be fruiting all the time even tropical trees like fig trees in the tropics they don't fruit all the time even though they don't have winter you just can't like, hmm. you can't always yeah. be 
producing. You can't always be on and like fucking getting shit done. Right. Sometimes you need to regenerate. Sometimes you need to focus on letting go of things. And then after you do that, you have to like reemerge hmm. as something different. Yeah. And that is exactly what those trees do. You know? And so like that's such a profound like message. Yeah. Okay. Now do you want air or fire next? Uh, fire. Okay. So what do you think of when you think of fire? The ash navi? Um, transformation. Yeah, I would agree. <clears throat> transformation, transmutation, turning wood into ash. Yeah. But also that's destruction in some ways, right? Destruction in a way that then leads to like a new beginning. So if you need a restart, like that's going to come on really quick, you would want to use fire. Fire has speed. It has intensity. You'll recall the conversation between Uncle Iroh and uh, Zuko where he's like telling him that fire is like the most unstable element, so it requires like the most stable person to like wield it the best way. Uh, that was also a conversation in the episode where uh, the deserter where Aang meets a. Mm firebending master who deserted the like fire nation army and asked him to train him but then learned he needed to learn earth first to stabilize himself right yeah because what happens when you combine only fire and air explosion yeah like fire gets out of control if there's too much air yeah yeah um yeah, so there's a swift change element to fire, um, but it's a destructive change too. It's not like a, you know, like you're, it's a transmutation. It's like a, a true transformation. Mm-hmm. So you need to be willing to burn everything to the ground. Not everything. You know, you can set your parameters, but you need to be willing to like burn the thing that's in your way to the fucking ground in order to have that work. Yeah. Um, candle magic is obviously fire elemental, you know, which is also like a fast type of spell, right? What? I feel like, like candle magic is very like prevalent. Yeah, it is. And, um, okay, no. What? I guess that makes sense. I guess, like, people, when they're accessing things, they want something with some immediacy, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, people, checks out. By the time they decide to do a spell for something, they usually need it, like, yesterday. Right. People are not usually, like, planning ahead as much as maybe they should be mm. in that way. Thanks. Um, I 
I feel like we often use fire in like our seasonal rituals too, like burning intentions or burning things to leave behind, let go. Yep. Which again, I guess you do want some immediacy there. Well, letting things go with fire, like if you're really ready to let it go, then it's totally fine to use fire to like do that. Well, this is also the case with any spell, but especially a spell using the element of fire, especially if you're fire bending, (laughs) you need to be like, you need to, you need to like have decided, yeah, I definitely want this. Mm. I definitely am ready to let this go. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and you're right. We do have fires at a lot of our seasonal celebrations. And in some of those cases, they are associated with protection, like at Beltane, where the Druids would build, like, two big bonfires, and then everybody would drive their cattle between the fires to, like, be protected and purified for the next year. So they would drive their cattle? Between... The cattle were just cool with that? I mean, I don't know. Apparently, I guess maybe they were used to it. (laughs) It's got to be weird for a cow. Going between these fires. Mm -hmm. I imagine they weren't that close together. Oh, okay. Like, we have to imagine they had a lot of space. (laughs) Right, yeah, that does make more sense now. not like one cow length open between the fires right yeah i mean i don't know but i imagine it wouldn't be that (laughs) single file (laughs) yeah how big were those bonfires i imagine they'd be like massive but i don't know yeah because it was a huge deal and also everybody in the town would like come and light their fire from that right in like the aisles you know like where celtic people were very pervasive for example they beltane was the day that you put out your hearth and you like relight it right from the beltane fire right yeah and that's another aspect of the fire element actually too is like the hearth which is how it relates back to kitchen magic. You know, you use heat to cook your food. And in the olden days, you would use fire to, like, heat your home. Hmm. And we still kind of do, to some extent. Yeah. Vital. Yeah, absolutely, especially in a cold place like this. Mm, It's life. But if you think about that, too, like, warmer climates have kind of more fire because they have more sun. Yeah. Like, more heat from the sun. So their fire is coming more from solar energy, Mm. and ours is coming more from, like, combustion of, like, trees and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's just different versions of fire energy. Um 
And again, like we talked about the moon being associated with water. So yeah, fire is associated with the sun, obviously. It's a giant fucking fireball. <laughs> what? I'm just thinking Last Airbender was a good show. <laughs> they literally, they've covered everything that we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because there was the whole, the island of the sun people. They learned the dragon dance. I don't remember that, but I believe you. And then there was the whole thing of like when Zuko was up in the Arctic and his like fire was more important then because he had to like create it himself to Mm, keep himself alive. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So the one element that's remaining is air. You're an air sign. What do you think about air? Um, you asked the question differently this time. I did? You said, what do I think of it? And the other ones you said, um, what does this sign make you think of? Is that not the same question? (laughs) It's not. Okay. Um... Creativity and balance. Okay. Interesting. Creativity. I guess balance. You are a Libra. Rising and sun. Mm. We have a double Libra here, folks. Okay. Yeah. So I have speech and words and thoughts and ideas written down. So in terms of creativity, that does make sense. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of, I have an idea for this. Mm creative idea yes my glass is empty we're almost done we're at 53 minutes though you gonna get me more yeah (laughs) yeah oh you're opening the other bottle i see (laughs) and i thought you were saving that one because you wanted to make mulled wine it's fine okay I mean, I guess you don't have to save it. It's cheap. That's the yeah, point. Like. <laughs> well. This tastes like the wine that I had at Libby and Jeff's one time when we were there for dinner. And they were like, oh my God, this bottle's gone bad. And I was like, oh, it just tastes like the wine I normally drink. <laughs> but it was supposed to be like a good bottle, I guess. Yeah, they were very upset. Yeah, this isn't a bad wine at all. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. But it definitely isn't as good as the one we just drank. Yeah. And the one we just drank is probably way less good than the one that they opened. That it was like... Yeah, that's a $15 bottle. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's what I'm saying. Like, they opened, like, a bottle that was supposed to be good because they were having a dinner party. And then... I drank it and I was like, huh, you guys made such a fuss about this. It just tastes like wine. Like, it's not that great. In my head, obviously, I didn't say that out loud. But I was just like, yeah, no, it's fine. Like, this is just kind of what I drink. And then uh, Jeff tasted it and he was like, what the fuck? And I was like. That one was really good, though. I might pick up some more. Yeah, it was. Because it's on sale this week. Oh, nice. Midnight. Does that say menage a trois? Yeah. Oh, dear. (laughs) They have another one that, like, I've had before that I liked, and then this one looked better than their, like, main offering. Got it. Pardon me. 
Okay. So, air. speech thoughts. Yeah, so I actually think air is an element that we have a lot of in our modern lives. Hmm. Um, because we're so online, and I really associate a lot of the internet with the element of air because it's opinions. It's constant fucking opinions and like words and thoughts. You know, you're scrolling on whatever, social media. Maybe there's some pictures, but there's also words. Always. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and like, I really associate words, especially spoken words, but written words as well, with air. Hmm. Because it's thoughts, right? Like if you read a book, the that puts the thought into your mind. Yeah. So I associate air with thought. And so it can be a really, really powerful tool. Like the human brain is like incredible. The mm-hmm. human mind, I guess maybe I'll say, is like amazing, such a powerful tool. But it's also an element that people can't control. Yeah. In fact, that might be the greater danger for people in modern times than fire is even. That they lose control of their mind, I mean. And then they're always thinking, and now their mind is in control of them instead of the other way around. Certainly, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So you're actually, you're better at using your mind if you think less. Which sounds counterintuitive, but it's not. (laughs) Not at all. That's me. Right. What? I don't know. I don't know how to say this without exposing more of myself than I'm willing to. Okay, well, don't say it on air then. Here, I can stop recording. A lot of the time, like, people who do have, like, severe anxiety, it's they feel it in their chest. Um, and it, like it's a compressive thing. It can also be in the throat. That's where your lungs are. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it is like your body is so uncomfortable with thoughts, ideas, or like just overwhelmed that it like starts to shut itself down in that way. Mm-hmm. Think about like a panic attack. You're hyperventilating. Yeah. Usually. Mm-hmm. And it's like an attempt to get enough air, but it's like a, it's like the wrong way of going about it. Yeah. You know, but you're so consumed by the fear that's associated with the thoughts that you can't take a deep breath, which is the exact thing that you need to do. It's it's actually why like deep pressure or um like thunder shirts or whatever like <laughs> like weighted blankets and yeah shit like that. right why they work is because it like brings your body into alignment well it gets you out of your head and into your body yeah. right yeah. yeah 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 but air also is like not only a bad i don't want to make it sound like it's a bad element it's 
super sacred, just like the others. I just think that in our society right now, it's out of alignment for the, like, the masses. But it's also the way that we communicate. Like, right now, this podcast, we're talking. You're listening to it. This is air. So, like, right now. The interesting, like, I don't think you've said anything negative about it yet. Well, I guess I, 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 I like associated it with panic attacks and like, I, yeah, sure. Overthinking and social yeah. media and like, <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. What? But that's things like when you were talking about like writing online and social mm. media, you, you applied your own values to that in your head, but you didn't actually like give that a value. Mm. unto itself and and it's like well because i don't think it's inherently bad i just think that it's too much most of the time well for most people maybe most of the time i think that it is yeah it it's hard for me to like give it an inherent value in the positive or negative, but I think that the effect that it has had it has been negative. I think that people are much more like lonely and isolated because I think they can get like I think you need a baseline fix of like outside human input and people get that from social media, they get that from like mm-hmm. whatever they're accessing online. Mm-hmm. But it's artificial. It's yeah. it's it's fake air. It's a symptom of a lack of community. That's totally. like in a meaningful way. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get by on it. You can like it. You know, for people who, especially for people who don't need a whole lot, it can, you can. you know satiate whatever like social need that you have but you don't actually get the real like social good of like interacting with your neighbors interacting with the people that you work with yeah because in like a normal way reading the opinion or the story and i am really bad for this because i am you said some people need it more than others. I was like, mm, I feel called out. <laughs> but anyways, um, it's hollow. Mm-hmm. Like it's, there's nothing really there. Yeah. Um, whereas if you use your words to connect with someone who actually exists like in your life, then they can also functionally like, be there to support you if you need them or if you're trying to form like a coalition of some kind you can realistically like contact that person and be like hey how about this yeah whatever um so it has a more tangible meaning it's more real <laughs> yeah and i mean i'm a writer so i do have a lot of air like I do work with the element of air a lot and I do think it's associated with creativity but I also associate the element of fire with creativity quite a lot and I don't think I mentioned that when we were talking about fire so 
like the creative spark, right? And if you have an idea, but you don't have any like drive to make it happen, then it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know? It doesn't ever exist. Right. Yeah. So then I guess like... Air is the most mutable sign too. So if you really sort of, want yeah. to manifest change in your life, like super quickly, that's just going to happen like on a whim. So it might not be a super deep, like meaningful change, but if you just want something kind of relatively surface level to change like right now, air would be actually a good element for that. Like for example, yeah. when we talked about like screaming into a pillow. Yes. That changes your mood immediately immediately right yeah um but i would also say like go like talk to people yeah talk to I don't, like genuinely i i learned so much from talking to someone like a good friend who I don't agree with on many topics mm-hmm. um, and I like because my morals and my core are like immutable I had more of an effect on him than he done on me, but I understood better how to like interact with people because of those right conversations. Yeah. Um and also because like my beliefs were forged not just through her, but like through Yeah every other experience and his were from like they were handed down from podcasts and from like right, yeah. yeah oh yeah. you know who I'm talking about now right maybe but yeah. I'm just saying like yeah it does it doesn't matter who you're talking about that's like gonna be true of anyone 100% because when you were talking about like your morals are more immutable um and then you said like because they're more grounded they're not just air it made me think that like people who are super online and get to the point of like deep into a conspiracy theory like rabbit hole of some kind none of that is actually real it's all a fucking illusion i mean obviously but i mean like it's all coming in the form of little snippets and like talking and blah 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 there's nothing tangible like in your hand that you can look at and be like oh here it is um so I think that's also how it's so nefarious, though, as well. Yes. Um, But, like you said, less grounded. So if it comes up against something solid, it can't Mm -hmm. continue. Like, think of a a wind blowing on a rock. Exactly. Yeah. It's the air breaks around the rock. It can't, like, go through it. Yeah. Yeah. And... So, yeah, it, it, it is, like, yeah. use it, like, access it. Yeah, but words it is... are spells. Like, we're supposed to be witchcraft school. So, words are spells. What you say 
that matters a lot, mm. especially if you do it intentionally. Totally. Yeah. It is the way that you can manifest everything else that you get from the rest of the elements. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's something that is deeply connected to your interactions with other people, which yeah. is important for sure. I tell people so often in readings, no is the most powerful spell that you can cast. Mm. Especially people who have trouble with boundaries, which a lot of my clients seem to. Yeah. Right. Um, is that's what I tell them. Like, no, that's the only spell. When on that's the only spell? <laughs> well, now I just started it again. Yeah. That you need to cast. That's the only, like, ingredient that you need for your spell that's going to fucking change your life. Well, I, mean, I guess, like, that's, that's the thing, is that there are... There are thoughts that you may have that you aren't ready to manifest yet, and sometimes just stating them out loud is the first step is the first step in bringing them from the ethereal to the real yeah that is the thing about the air element is it quite it's quite ethereal mm -hmm. it's, energy. it's it's the one that like brings it into and so like yeah like that's why mantras work mm. is because they are bringing those thoughts forward they are like making them real, at least in a thing that you are putting out into the air, into the, mm -hmm. the world. Did you know that there have been studies done that show that people who swear are like happier and more relaxed than people who don't? Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's because their throat chakra is not blocked. Mm -hmm. If something happens that like is crazy or sucks, they're like, fuck. Because that's the reaction you want to have, but you don't say fuck because you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to say fuck. And then now your throat chakra is blocked. So, it took say me... Fuck, or whatever you... I mean, don't always speak your mind because I do that a lot and it gets me in trouble. But, you know, it's okay to swear sometimes. No, it took me so long to like swear in front of clients and now I do it all the time and it's fine. It's... Wouldn't they be pro-swearing, I would think? Who? The clients. I mean, we had a, a real shift in clients. Oh. Um, the first the first time I did swear in front of clients, actually, it went really poorly. Oh shit! Because I like I was because I didn't have control over it because it was not something oh. that I was like it was something that I was actively holding back. And so right. when it came out, it was just like, "Do you think I'm fucking playing around?" Oh Jesus, that's yeah. pretty aggressive. <laughs> And so I did have a client who was like, had a very negative reaction to that. And I had to like sit down with him afterwards. And I was like, look, man, like mm. the way you were acting was some, like one of like some really like harsh shit. And I didn't know how to deal with it. And I dealt with it poorly. Mm. And I like, I sat down with him within like a couple of days of it happening and I was the only person to ever do that with him. And mm. so the fact that I could like address things and be like, look, I swore at you in anger, but like I didn't, I was frustrated at the situation. Yeah. It didn't, it wasn't an indictment on our like relationship at all. And so like, because of that, like 
this kid who I was one of the only people that he respected anyway, mm. respected me more after the fact. Right. Well, that's good. Yeah. And so, like, it's funny. I, I had a, a coworker say, like, yeah, we're all just, like, such different people here at work. And I was like, I'm not <laughs> exactly the same person here at work as I am in my personal life. Like, Right, yeah. Um, okay, so, do you think, do you feel that there's any other elements, or do you think we covered all of them? We didn't define what an element is. Ooh, sorry, I need to backtrack for a second because I didn't mention breath in terms of air. Oh. And that's super important. Fine, yeah. Breath. And in like vedic practice it's called prana and the belief is like your life force is your breath is your prana sure i can't not mention that okay they'll take away my teacher training i'm pretty sure (laughs) like your breathing is super i mean obviously if you don't breathe you'll die but breathing in an intentional way and in different ways where you learn pranayama or breathing techniques that can also have a very profound effect on your body and on your experience. Adobe is opening. I don't know. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> yeah. So, I just had to say that. Sorry. No? Like when people are trying to hold a difficult yoga pose, for example, which does have a lot of fire, usually, like mm-hmm. holding a difficult pose is like a fire moment. But the what the teacher will say, if they're good anyways, or whatever, is like, you can do it, like access your prana, your prana is gonna like empower you to maintain this asana, this pose. So, no, like I, I actually do think that's good transition because you said like it is also fire. Yeah. And I mean, very obviously, like, you need air for fire. Mm. You That's need, true, yeah. You also need... You need earth for fire, fire, and yeah. fire itself creates water. Like, a byproduct of fire is H2O. Hmm. Every time, like, because it's the... It's carbohydrates burning off with oxygen, um, creating HDO as... John's very passionate about chemistry. He's going to spill his wine. (laughs) All that has to say is that, like, we are talking about these elements and, and what they represent, and obviously, like, they do... I think in certain ways it's obvious how they feed into each other, but mm-hmm. how do you bring a balance of elements into your practice? Or do you or do you do you rely on certain elements for certain types of witchcraft while like kind of not 
like, do you need more fire for something? And not necessarily, like, bring in the other elements. Hmm. Deciding on which element to use, or which element to, like, decide as primary, is definitely interesting as a question to ask when you're writing a spell. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that I ask as well. And, for example, I just wrote two spells for a client. One was a good luck spell, and one was a cleansing and I used, well, here, why don't you guess which elements did I position primary? Because I use all of them. But which element did I position primary for each of those spells? For the luck spell, you would, that would be an earth. Yep, correct. Um, for the cleansing, fire or water? Water. Yeah. It's for someone else, you know? Yeah. So while I actually do use fire in my own cleansing a lot, yeah. Um, and when I take those little tests that are like, which mythical creature are you? I get Phoenix like every time. Mm-hmm. So that really works for me, but I like feed on intensity. Yeah. Whereas if some person is just like, hi, can you make a spell for me? I'm not going to be like, yes, I'm going to burn you to the fucking ground. <laughs> you know, I'll be a little more gentle. Yeah. With them. <laughs> but, like, yeah. for a cleansing, like, I don't think there's a wrong answer for a cleansing spell. Mm, yeah. I would put, I would say, like, you could use any element for any spell to some extent, but there's certainly ones that I would, like, put as a first choice versus, like, next choices. Yeah. You know? Like, and for then, like yeah, I guess, like, for a cleansing, it would be water, fire, earth, air. No, I would put air third. I would put earth at the dead last for cleansing. So. That takes a long time. The, the reason I would put earth higher up is because of snakes. Okay. Okay, sorry, go on. I think that they're avatars for Earth, but I think they are transformative in the way that they heal themselves. There are snakes that literally live in the ocean. You do realize that, right? I guess, yeah, they are. (laughs) All right. But most of them are. And snakes are also associated with, like, the dragon archetype, which is a fire. Like, snakes are. um, Snakes might be the avatar, to be honest. (laughs) Like, I don't know. They're out here climbing trees and, like, flying out of them. Fuck. They really do everything. Yeah. Snakes are the bomb. I fucking love snakes. My mom hates them and is, like, deathly afraid of them. So I feel like that tells you something. (laughs) Do you want to go to snake? Yes. I would fucking love to have a snake. Let's go out and get a snake. Great. We're going tonight to get a snake, everyone. (laughs) It's 1030. Um, Okay. So you made some great points that are all in my closing thoughts. But you missed one thing. Mm -hmm. I asked you if we covered all the elements. Okay. So, and you were like, oh, they're all connected. And it's like, yes, they are. But did we miss any? Probably. But but uh, but hold on no my my question was actually like we never define what is an element. Mm. Okay, right. Yes. So huh. I guess 
my definition this is hard my definition of what an element is would be a force of nature yeah because and we can like give examples and even to someone who has no understanding like no education no scientific like knowledge if they just existed on earth and they can understand what you're saying if you tell them like this is water and you have a glass of water and then it's like raining and there's also an ocean or like a river they're gonna know that that's all water yeah and understand that that's a force of nature it's an element of right the planet we all live on and same with any others this is a rock a dirt and mountain it's all earth etc so then like but there's again one we haven't gotten to maybe depending on who you ask at least one maybe two depending on who you ask so for for me okay i guess there is some kind of like cosmic energy or sentience or mm. um you're getting there for sure i think intelligence my, the what you might consider a soul or or mm-hmm. um and then the other one would be time yeah so time is an element okay yeah so picture a pentagram for me cut how many points does it have a a pentagram yeah 10 10 don't you mean 5 because it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What are you talking about? John's going autism mode, you guys. Wow. What the fuck is that? That is not a pentagram. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> You've had too much wine. Okay, there you go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, nine. he's count okay, folks, he's counting the interior points. No, 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 no. These four or five around here. That's five. Each of these points represents an element. Okay. Which is pretty wicked. I have why, hold on, how come the interior points don't aren't points? Think of those as the convergence between different elements. I can. That doesn't make them less points. Okay. This is not (laughs) a... What type of math is that? Shapes? What is shapes math called? (laughs) I want to say geography, but I know that's not it. Geometry. Geometry. (laughs) Okay. We ain't doing shapes math. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. This is not a geometry podcast, folks. Um, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So pentagram a five-pointed star okay great so the four elements that we covered plus spirit or again in vedic tradition it would be called ether or ether yeah ethereal yeah sure yeah 
So that's what you're describing, the soul, right? The soul connection, that like kind of animating force, that part of you that is like the witness to your life, you know, that inner thing that cannot really be described with words, right? It's just something that you are like, you're aware of Mm. to some extent. I, yeah, like, I I don't know how to put it into words, but it is, like, all of the base elements of life exist, you know, throughout the universe, and to our knowledge, like, this exists in one place, and it probably doesn't, like, it's a big enough universe that it's probably replicated a billion other times, but there is some there's something that made it happen. Sure. Especially, like, if you expand your consciousness to, like, accept the fact that, like, maybe there is consciousness beyond these, like, the experienced dimensions of us. Sure. I would almost say that, like, the... Not that an agnostic worships, because that's kind of... They don't, is, like, kind of the whole point of being an agnostic, but... I think that, like, the reason someone would be agnostic instead of atheist, the difference is that they are aware of element of, like, spirit, ether, whatever. Yeah. Like, they have some belief around, like, you know, some kind of consciousness. Right? I mean, even a knowledge of reality, of, of the, the shape of it, as we understand it, is enough to, like... Oh, 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. I find, like, biology to be deeply, like, spiritual, actually. The, like, yeah. depending on how you frame it, sure. But there is certainly a way to look at it and find God. hmm Yeah. Okay. So, you only drew the star part. There's another element of this symbol missing. Where's the pen? Hmm. The circle. That's importante. This was. <laughs> um, yeah. So this represents that all of the elements are connected to each other. Like you mentioned earlier. Right? Mm-hmm. And that is life that is like existence you can't get away from it all of the elements are present and some may be favored even to your own detriment possibly but they certainly all exist and if they are all in balance that's really best case scenario for you as a person and certainly for your spell work um yeah so i get where's lilu Pardon me? 
Lilu Multipass. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The fifth element. I just explained the fifth element. But from the movie. No. No? No. Not a thing? No. Okay. Not the wash. Right? <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> so think of a thunderstorm again. I'm coming back to this. Air currents collide, like warm front and a cold front, that collide into each other, create clouds. Water, con- like condensation occurs, rain, even lightning. So you bring in the element of fire, right? Um, and then the, the water, the air, the rain is falling on the earth, which nourishes everything. And then even trees grow. And if they're in a big enough stand or forest, the trees can actually like influence the rain. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes an entire circle of connectedness. Yeah. Um, and there are lots of other places where you can see the interaction of different elements together in nature, like a forest fire that cracks open the pine cones and then the new trees can grow. Or like I mentioned before with cooking magic, you see it and that's something we have to do in our lives. Most of us, people who don't just live on skip, like you're going to cook at some point, right? Most likely. And like... You are using multiple elements right? while doing that. And even just bringing the awareness of that to this experience of cooking. And bringing not only your awareness, but also your attention and your like respect to the elements that you are working with. Immediately like elevates not only that experience, but certainly the food that you create. Right? Mm-hmm. And the entire thing, right? Like the food then could take on like additionally beneficial properties. Right. Yeah. So none of the elements exist singular in nature. That simply does not exist. And so that's why I find it incredibly bizarre. That there is such a like fetish for I'm a water witch or like um, I'm an okay. earth witch as a thing. It's like shut up. Yeah. Okay. All so, that tells me is you don't understand elemental magic at all. And that like I guess to go back to my question is like why the focus on individual elements? But if I understand correctly, it's like. That is a misuse. It is to single out only one. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like, obviously, like you should. Like, there are times where you need more of one than the other. But I guess you should act in accord with all of them at all times. You should never like. It's kind of a tall order, but. I mean, act in accord. What does that mean in that context? I guess I mean, like, I 
I I guess like when we're talking about like fire, it, it's like you should never let it get to the point where it like consumes everything. It, it you need that balance. You need that. Mm-hmm. You need. Yeah. The limitations. You need the. I would say fire out of control would be like rage. Yeah. Like an untempered rage. Right. I think water out of control can be the same thing. Like to let those emotions like dominate. Yeah, I feel like water out of balance is more like depression. Exactly. Yeah. So not really rage, yeah. like more sadness, but yeah. But it's still an emotional reaction that you yeah. can't control. Sure. Air out of balance would be anxiety. Earth out of balance is what? Obesity, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Out of balance is... Yeah. Arrogance. I feel like spirit out of balance is arrogance. Yeah. Like, when people's crown chakra is super open and all their other fucking chakras are blocked as hell, they're like, I'm the messiah! (laughs) And you're like, okay, calm down. (laughs) I just think of, like... Stubbornness, that's what you're thinking of, right? Yeah, like, I think it, like, Andrew Tate is a dude with Earth out of... All that, guys. Elements are out of whack completely. True. Yeah. Ooh, fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, like, everything is material. Everything is like. Sure, yeah. Yeah. That I think that would mean that, yeah, too much earth and maybe like, I don't know water. Because sacral, I feel like there's a sacral connection if you're trafficking people for sex. And the sacral chakra is associated with water. But his upper chakras are certainly not doing great. <laughs> and his heart. But it, like, I, I don't think that there's a, an emotional connection to sex for him. Like, everything is transactional. Like, it's all... Mm, right, that's true. But yeah. he's also, he is, he has a huge ego. Yeah. And the ego would be in the Manipura, like the solar plex. Right. So that'd be fire. Yeah. That's also ambition, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking nerd. Somebody needs some heart openers. It's that motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> Imagine how much he would cry. If his heart actually became open, he might drown in his own tears. If you take away his firebending? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Seems like we pretty much covered it. You've been listening to the Sister Luna podcast. Sister Luna says, You are the avatar.
You must learn to master all the elements. All the elements. Feast on every elemelon at the same time. Sweet.